listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Okay, everyone. Welcome. Joe, how are you? It's, this is, it's so good to see your bright and beautiful face. Yeah, am I still as burnt as you blamed me for being last time? You could put it on the, the picture behind you. It's pulling the, the bright burn reds out of your face, I think. There's no burnt. That I'm not burnt. Polish veneer burnt. that you I might got. Be, I might have bags under my eyes because I just got back last night at about midnight from the nice eight-hour drive back from Saratoga with all my tailgate stuff. Um, then got a little bit of sleep in and put in some work hours and right here with you. Right you ever here get with pulled over the uh, with all that gear in your car? What's what about the gear? You ever getting you ever gotten pulled over with all of your tailgate stuff? Why would stuff? you Why would you say that? Why, no, I haven't. Well, so you mean not yet? <laughs> yeah, you just. Why would you ever say that? I'm no, not, I haven't ever gotten pulled over. That and, might be an interesting conversation. Like, what is all this gear, sir? Well, I ha- I didn't get to. Ta- I got home at midnight, so I didn't get to take it out of my car, and so I parked it at work. And my coworkers all saw it, and they said there was some dead bodies in my back seat. <laughs> I, I, it's my whole back seat is filled with tables and coolers and golf clubs and all that good stuff. And I have a blanket over it to kind of like shield it all. But it could definitely look like I have bodies in the back seat that I'm trying to hide. So that like was the story at work two today. Two feet high of styrofoam and and cardboard fast food wrap. Do you look like you've been living out of that thing? Um, yeah, because normally I keep my front seat open, but I even had crap all in the front seat too because I just got home and I didn't even touch anything. <laughs> well, it's, I'm glad it, you made it home I mean, safe. it looks pretty good, but it's like one of those things like you think your house is neat until somebody comes and visits, visits and then it's like, oh no, it was a mess. Yeah, it's like, oh, people are coming over to visit. We have to make this place look like nobody lives here. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, quickly. <laughs> well, um, we want to welcome everybody. This is uh, our first go at streaming live on YouTube. We did uh, conduct a poll on Twitter last week where we gave people the choice of you know what they would like to see us live stream on um, Periscope, uh, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. And I thought Periscope had it in the bag because Periscope is a Twitter product. So if you're on Twitter, chances are maybe you've been on Periscope a lot. Um, it actually came in last place, which is really weird. And in the middle was Facebook Live, which... I don't know if any of you run a page on Facebook, but if you ever browse to that page, it takes like 15 full seconds to load. It just feels like the heaviest. It feels like your computer's so slow when you're on this Facebook page. And so combined with other things, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook, so I'm happy to explore other avenues. And then uh, YouTube Live was the winner, which, again, I would have thought that'd be the last place one. And to think we've like hit so many different streets. This is what our probably our fourth one because I think we start did we start with Ustream, Ustream back in the day? Yep, they they and then they stopped at least for free allowing the way we were used to we used to do it. Mm. So we had to, we had to explore other other options. Then we stopped doing live streams at all. Um, and now we're kind and then there's some we tried it. that we haven't actually gone live with. You know, uh, Amazon one I think we played with a little bit. Um, Amazon, uh, Amazon has a, a chat Chime. conferencing called Chime, but that's not a that's not a that's not a target to stream it to. Anyway, this is probably for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, to our our non DMB podcast, which might happen after the tour. Somebody asked <laughs> we about talk that. about it more. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Somebody somebody asked about that. Um, it's we'd love to. Uh, it, maybe after the tour, right? Yes, when we're, we can, we're having enough trouble just to fit in time to do the DMB podcasts, let alone add another one to it. So what do you got there, Matt? Same old, same old, a little LaCroix. How do you pronounce it? I say LaCroix. I think it's LaCroix. 
I should. I, I feel like I should know because look, I'm wearing my my France jersey here. I'm sporting it after the World Cup win. I actually wore this thing all yesterday, so put it back on today. So it's nice and fresh for you. But uh, figured for the podcast, I'd break it out. Well, congrats. I uh, I like reading. I follow sports, right? I've, I've played sports sports my entire youth growing up, and but it always seems like people are so eager to bless what they're experiencing as the best ever. And so reading Le- Alexi Lalas, like, and I like I like Lalas, to be honest with you. But to listen to him talk about the World Cup, and this is the best World Cup ever, and it's like, yeah, because Fox won the rights and you're broadcasting. That's why it's the best ever. Like, very little is the best ever. And, and but it, We live in the moment too much and have bad, we have a hard time putting perspective. And you could probably relate that to DMB also. Well, I did think about that because I hear that the two-step you guys got night two was the best ever. Like ever. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty good. It was pretty good. But yeah, I think that might fall into the same dilemma. Well, we will get there. Let's start off with, we've had five shows since uh, since we last convened last week. We've got, uh, oh my goodness, like, wow. I brought a whole bottle. I'm sorry. I, Joe, I brought a whole are, bottle. What are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking some wine from Adirondack Winery, Emeritage. Oh. Um, Brad, mm-hmm. who I stayed with at SPAC, is a winemaker, and he gave me this little this little goodie for uh, when I left. So thank you, Brad. Um, and I'm going to enjoy. That's not one of those 40% off special wines, is it? <laughs> you remember when I had those with the stickers? What? You remember when I had those wines with the stickers, huh? No. What are you talking about? Oh, I really, I really bought like a whole shopping cart of wine that had like those big, bright orange, forty percent off stickers, oh. and I, I it took me, I had them for the longest time because I bought so many of them. They were on discount, and I, I could have swore I probably used one on a podcast with the sticker probably still on it. Some jokes write themselves. <laughs> uh, Cheers! That looks, that looks now, nice. Cheers, let's, buddy. Let's to to the DMB. To DMB, and it looks like a somewhat, somewhat uh, rediscovery of form. At least, at least improved form. I'll say that. Relatively improved form. We'll get there. We'll get there. Because you, you were saying it wasn't a trend before. Are you saying, does that mean there's a little bit of a trend? Well, yeah. I mean, now you're talking like about 10 shows since they've started doing um, some debuts, right? And it, it, you hate to look at it from a uh, never, never be pleased, but all that, it, it makes me smile. And then it says, well, what the heck was the first 22 shows of this tour all all about, really? It's like, you know what? Those are over with. Okay, fine. But I just do, I do have to look back and be like, what's what's going, what's going on there? What happened? I, I think the same thing, especially with the openers. Like, what, did we just, we just, do we... We just didn't want to get creative, or maybe we just determined finally let's do something different. I don't know. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the band, catalog wise, talent wise, clearly, uh, is capable of anything up there any any given night. And I would say overall, maybe the trend is they're a safer band, right? They're not the band that goes on Letterman in '95 and plays '41 when nobody even heard of that song yet at that point. Like, they're just they're they're a safer, more polished performance act. Um, that's okay. That I, they're older. You're, you're in a part of their career where that's probably the better, the best thing. Right. Maybe take more risks early on, right. trying to to break out right. more. Because I specifically, I don't care if they go ahead and play last stop and they screw it up. Eh, I'd rather hear a screwed up last stop than no last stop either. So, you know. You want, um, yeah. But we got from to, a variety perspective. You don't want them to play last stop for thirty shows and mess it up all thirty shows. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I think those days are gone anyway. Given vocal stress and things like that. Um, 
So we've had five shows, but the first one was uh, was Toronto at the Budweiser stage. And I think I don't think anybody really went into these Canada shows thinking it was going to be anything other than kind of a radio show layup, right? For sure. I think I mentioned on the last podcast, I'm, was that was one of the things when I was debating and going to these shows. I was like, they haven't been the best. Um, they've been radio shows. And for there was years where the band did not go to Canada. And so they've been going to Toronto for the last couple years now. And I think they finally felt, okay, we've done Toronto enough times now that we can finally stop doing the radio shows and and break into something new. And sure as heck, man, Toronto definitely surprised me. Well, they've been uh, opening with a Come Tomorrow track, if not every night, certainly almost every night. It was, yeah, it was every, it was every night until... Um, until until then, right? So this opener, they pop, they didn't, both track one and track two, tour debuts. They go Big Eyed Fish into Lover Lay Down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, yes. And, and, and you know what's funny? I mean, Big Eyed Fish is great. Um, I've shared my thoughts that 2.0 Big Eyed Fish is nowhere near 1.0, whatever. Um, and it's not it's not extraordinarily a rare song, I would say. Uh, it's nice. It's one of those songs that I think it's played just the right amount, actually. Um, but I certainly expected like, oh, they're going to do Bartender now. Because really, it's turned into a glorified Bartender intro in recent years. Right. Um, and they come out, they go into Lover Lay Down. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is pretty crazy. Uh, just straight out of the gun. Like, I didn't even spread the love around. Just kind of... Slap you in the face with it. And I will, I want to put a pin in that, what you just said, because yeah. yes. Um, but then they, but then, I mean, don't drink the water and then, and then you kind of fall back, but they, they, they bring hunger, hunger uh, for the great light back out. They're starting to get into a rhythm with sledgehammer, which I like. I think that sounds really good. And it sounds like they're having fun. Yeah. Crowd uh, likes a, it. It's a Crowd fun song. It. Yeah. I, I like, I like sledgehammer. Um, you got uh, the debut of, you got a Nancy's warehouse. And then Grace is Gone, which is another tour debut, which is tragically underplayed, I think, historically. I don't know. I, don't... I, it's the right amount of played for me. I, I don't need more Grace is Gone. So it's, oh, okay, well, it's historical rarity is is 20, 20%. So it is one out of, it's that magic number for me. One out yeah. of every five shows. So yep. I think I probably just like it more than that. Um, yep. I also think Sans Violin Again, you're kind of it's one of those songs that loses something. Um, but I, I when when I think about really catchy songs with good hooks, good music, um, not to compare the two songs, but just like take a pop song that you think is just really well written. You know, "Barely Breathing" by Duncan Sheik, like super catchy hook, just a classic pop song from the '90s. Can you sing us a little bit of no. it? No. No, everybody out there, if you don't know what it is, then my point is missed. But anyway, oh. I think Grace is Gone is darn near a perfect country pop song. I think it's extraordinarily well written. Uh, I think if you lead single that instead of Where Are You Going, maybe, I don't know, maybe that album has a little different pull to it. I, I love Grace is Gone. Um, so to see that come out is just awesome. Um, yep. It would be cooler to come out with Prelude, which would be neat to that see. That would be very cool. Be really cool. Um, and then you got, you know, you got the fourth cornbread. Um, I don't know, it, it looked like a, it looked like a pretty good show to me. I mean, uh, 
quite a few tour staples, but that's that's to be expected. But I mean, definitely three debuts. Okay, north of the border, big up. Yeah. Yep. Was that with only like what satellite? Um, you know, is only kind of like maybe the traditional single in a sense. Um, well, Sam still got Cop. Samurai Cop. No, no change there, but. Yeah, I mean, I would say Toronto got one of the better Toronto shows venue-wise. Venue I mean, outside of, okay, Bella Fleck guesting on a 40-minute. 40-minute, yeah. yeah. Which I was there for. Ooh, maybe I'll make a stub for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have some that I have that, that you don't, Joe. <laughs> got to make some for, for, for us. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, so that... it was, Toronto was a killer show, that, you know, and then... Where do they jump after that? They, they go went to, to uh, um, that Blues Fest festival yes. there in in, um, in uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, the Canadian War Museum. Which, what's that? That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Right. Um, <laughs> so, haven't really played Ottawa that much. And so, if you were going to guess a radio show, you would guess right there, I would say. They haven't been to the city in a long time, so they're going to kind of treat it that way and they're not they're not going to deviate too much from you know songs probably people want to hear that haven't heard in from a while so you end up getting you know a lot of classics a lot of you and me you get a, a crash into me what would you say obviously ants pmp rapunzel so i feel like that one's more of you know general staples jimmy thing your favorite matt and, um, and you know what i'm not even mad it's it's a show that any festival show um, especially a one-off, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're playing to a different audience, and the and uh, you know a lot of people who are there aren't even there to see a DMB. I think that's a good point. So that, I mean, that there or the, there are a lot of people there that probably didn't particular weren't the primary reason to see was right, DMB. Right, but then we come back south of the border for basically what's America's venue. I would say at this point, how does wow. You're just you're just really trolling everybody. I there. had to troll. I did troll Alpine, you know, and I I don't care. I'm from upstate New York, so SPAC is is still I consider it my home venue, and I do miss it. And seeing like the sets this weekend, and it's just a show. Just seeing Joe's pictures, seeing my family posting pictures there in the tailgate in the lots. I you know it it pulls at the strings a bit. Oh, it does. And uh, so I mean, I went to Alpine in 2016 for the first time to get my big three stub. Uh, that's the only reason I went. Because okay. <laughs> I should create like a bros stub because my goodness. For going to Alpine, that's your typical Oof. line. Yeah. Yeah. Bros stub. <sighs> so um, anyway, so it was fun to p- poke fun at them and say, you know, SPAC has gotten 940 performances, tease or otherwise. And if you squint way down there, you can see Alpine there with three. On the list. <laughs> <laughs> just rubbing it in. Rubbing yeah, it in. I, have to. I didn't know what to expect because right before these shows, they went and announced that we knew that Friday night was going to be broadcast on Sirius XM DMB radio, channel three or whatever it is. 716 on the app, I think. There you go. Um, and then we get an announcement that, like, only what, what, how many days in advance? It was like no days in advance that night two was going to be streamed on youtube video stream it was earlier that week yeah it was less than yeah. a week yeah so crazy all of a sudden both nights we're getting the people that aren't at spec get to hear both nights um well, does that mean um the shows are going to be influenced um 
I no, I didn't know. I, I you know I usually when they do this, they come on on they start on time. So eight ten, they usually start on time, which I'm all about that. Get them on stage sooner because you can't push back when they got to get off very much right. at some of these venues. So the sooner they get on, the better. Um, so in that sense, it's good. But I, I didn't know what to expect when I when I heard that both of the shows were going to be streamed. So I mean, overall. Any anything of note in terms of um, before the show? I know you guys do Balls Fest every year. How was that? Yeah, Balls Fest is uh, night two. Um, man, they just do it bigger and better every year. You know what? Um, you you've attended Balls Fest, right? No, I have not. Oh, you never. How been long? To one? When did it start? Um, it's it, it's it's gets bigger and better every year. So. Yeah, I, I know, but I mean, so my last back shows were uh, like ten. I think must have been right after that then um, must have been. I can't remember the first year they did it J- just to put it in perspective. They've since expanded balls fest and here balls fest for anybody that doesn't know um, uh, is a charity tailgate, I guess for back of return. It's actually a bigger um, organ. It's a charity organization and they do a tailgate. So I shouldn't associate them with tailgates cause they, that's not all they do. Um, that helps local um, children with, um, with cancer or other illnesses, so they they uh, have been doing it at Saratoga. Saratoga is where they started it. They do it on night two. They rent out a, a, one of the pavilions in the park. It's all you can eat, all you can eat, all you can drink. They got going on. They do a nice um, ceremony. The kids are there. Um, they take, they, you know, give them some surprises, some gifts, some trips, and stuff like that. So it's it's been huge. They've expanded it now to. They do one in Arizona. That's they do incredible. one in Vegas now. Coming back. Um, and they, they do it for anywhere from five to six kids uh, each time. So it's a great it's a great cause. So the Balls um, Fest thing, obviously, what's that name about? It's probably a play, I'm guessing, on testicles? <laughs> yeah. So um, the creator of Balls Fest uh, was a survivor of testicular cancer. Um, awesome. And uh, started, started as a, just a regular fundraiser, and it's grown from that. And now kind of more than that they call all the kids um ballers they're all like um you know cancer survivors or beaters they're ballers um uh so it's kind of moved away from from the original probably uh source um and turned into something much bigger so i I heard some i can't even remember how many people were there maybe i'm wrong i want to say somebody said 600 it seems like that might be too many but um i mean it's it's a massive there's there's huge bars uh, one of those trailers with taps on the outside of it, and yeah, Larry Boa says nearly 700 people this year. That is okay. unreal. Listen, yeah, so they get bigger and better. And so ants marching uh, all the people on the forums that work in the venue that join in on the, the venue thread, you know, kind of have made a tradition to to join in on that. And so a ton of ants members are there every year. It's night two and took a group photo, but yeah, that, so that's a great one for night two. Night one, we just did a small, uh, I don't know, that's not small, but we did a Ants Marching Tailgate in the park. The lots, listen to this, Matt, the lots for SPAC didn't open until five o'clock. Um, like, how are you supposed to get in so and get any kind of like So did they over a good relax? section of the, of the traditional lots also? Yeah, the, all the, tra- the, the main venue lots didn't open until five o'clock. Yeah. Um, no, from what I understand, though, they paved over a lot of the old grassy stuff you used to be able to tailgate on. I, I, you know, when I was going in the 2000s, it was great. And then the later years, I've heard that, that they've really restricted a lot of the tailgating activities, which sucks because that is a primo tailgating venue. 
Yeah, yeah, and it hurts. I mean, there's there's no there's no opener, so they would normally open it a little bit sooner. But I don't know why they don't just open the the lot sooner. But you can go into the park, and which is what we did. We went to the park, and you can get in there at any day, that, any point of the day. So we went in much early to the park. First time actually doing that in a while. Um, and um, you know, I think it actually worked out kind of cool. It felt more spack like because you're amongst the trees or in the grass. Um, felt felt great. So I think um, both pre-shows turned out pretty good, and I think there may be a little bit of a bellwether for how the shows were going to be that later in the night okay okay so uh did you feel a punch in the gut when they started with come tomorrow <laughs> no because i i say every every time i say they're going to start with that girl is you, you love so everything you love everything no i don't love everything <laughs> but I, I i just thought it's gonna be i i just think that's gonna be something like that and it was Come Tomorrow hasn't opened a ton. It's maybe of the, the a little bit fewer of the Come Tomorrow. Yeah, it opened the uh, tour, tracks. but they might have been like three, two or three times to open the show. I think. Okay, yeah, and that's what I thought too. So in that sense, it's it's better than you know, uh, again and again, or that girl is you in that sense. Uh, in the only sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but then you get another one of my favorite tracks. And we've seen a pattern here off of the Lily White Sessions, but official release says buses stuff. You get the Dirty Bird. You get a little Raven. The Dirty Bird. One of the few tracks that I feel are improve, is improved from Lily White Sessions to Busted Stuff. I think Raven actually gets a, grabs a purpose on Busted mm-hmm. Stuff. Um, love this song. It's, it's top 10 for me. Top 15. It's very, very good. Um, so I was very, very jealous to see that. Yeah, people were super excited to see that one come out. Everyone was really excited. I would say the the crowd was really into the whole beginning of the set. Even come tomorrow, uh, maybe not so much, but after that, Raven stay or leave, Gray Street, Grace is gone, that girl's you warehouse. I mean, really, really good energy. Dead silent during Captain. Dead silent, like. Nobody was singing or anything. It was very quiet. Um, it, it just really struck me as like all these other songs, even Raven, getting more more sing along than. The I uh, I'm one who would like to see Captain come back the old way, uh, but I don't think you can pull it off. Well, things there's a lot of things I could say. I don't think they could pull it off, and they've been doing it without a violin. But I think that that slow Captain from the Lily White Sessions is kind of violin. Dependent in a way. Okay. Maybe part of the reason why uh, why we received it. So I mean, I like to hear it back, and I think it's a good song. But quiet. It was quite very quiet for 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 us for a SPAC crowd. Um, all you know, very much a lot of hardcore fans there. Um, I would say Captain was quiet, but then it picks up from there with Minarets, Samurai Cops. Fine, you know, everyone knows it at this point, so it it's still good. Why I am. You know, I like a YM a lot. Yeah, hardcores love it. Get to sing about Roy, um, and then Seek Up, and um, pretty excited to see Seek Up because I didn't know, you know, was it just going to be something special that only Chicago had, and then it was going to go away. Um, you know, I think it was awesome that it came out this back. I, I will say, I I was not the best version in my opinion. Um, it was a little disjointed. The beginning, the first half of the song, the intro, really really good. The second, the second part, like. Buddy, and then going into the what Dave would normally do, the wailing was just completely separated. It was like Buddy just finished his solo, 
Nothing was happening. You didn't get that. You didn't get that emotional build. Yeah, there was no build, zero build. It was like I completed my piano solo, and then Dave's like, "Oh, I guess I'm the next thing in line." And so he wasn't even emotional. He did. A lot of people said he didn't even. He didn't even wail. He just kind of sang because the emotion was gone. There was no build up. So that was a little rough. Hopefully they can. they work on that if they play it again and get the build there because that is one of the best parts of that song. Oh yeah, that is that piece. So I, it's weird. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people, even hardcore fans, their first exposure to Dave Matthews Band live was Red Rocks '95. That release, yeah, um, and that opened with, in my opinion, right, it, whether it is or not, it is the quintessential seek up <laughs> because it was my first exposure to it and and just. Oh my goodness, that version, that whole show, still I go back and it's just amazing. Um, yep. What a great recording, great performance. And like even even songs that, that I got, have worn on me over the, over the years, like two-step. Like that's yep. a seven and a half minute bang and it's a really cool tight two-step. Um, and then I was at the show, I think it was 2001 that a lot of people claimed was that now the new best ever C-Cup, which was SPAC 2001. Does that ring a bell to you? Why people? I don't know. People go nuts over that version. I, people, oh, seven thirty oh one. Yes, that one. Oh, I love that version. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was there. You, yeah. Well, we have video of it, which we don't have a ton of like show videos. Those were the days of Ethan Sinclair. You know, we got um, you know a VHS of the O one, and and Dave is you just you they have a you know a screenshot, a screen capture of the venue screen, and you just see like the veins popping out of Dave's neck and you see how emotional he is during it and it builds so 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 perfect and then it later came out uh, on a warehouse um warehouse disc i believe um and so now we have the official audio synced up to that that old school video and um oh. it's really just the emotion and this is why that one is you so popular i mean it's all listen. over the not just back that um SPAC fans that like that version. I mean, Alpine fans love that version. Gorge, West Coasters love that version. I'm going to need to give it another listen. I, I thought I remembered not being there. I, I liked it, and it did feel special. Um, but I think I listened to recording, and I was like, eh, it kind of feels like he's just yelling. But uh, you uh, It's know, pretty passionate. I must, maybe I must maybe have the video listen. helps it. Yeah, uh, I got to listen to it again. The video is definitely pretty And awesome. thanks, to, thanks to um Zach, who works with Ants, um, Zach Rippey said that's on Warehouse 5, Volume 2, also one of the best Warehouse discs. So that's nice. where that officially gets released. Thank you, Zach. Um, and then you get uh, <laughs> you got Time Bomb. <laughs> what do you think about that? They're like, wait, is this, is this song more than just an intro to two-step? Is this, is this really a song? Yeah, um, <laughs> were you excited? What was the did the crowd pop for that? Um, crowd didn't pop, but it's an energy song. I mean, it's um, it builds and builds, and people get into it. So I think everyone was pretty happy with that. It got played. No one was like, "Oh, we got a we got a dud with with Time Bomb." It wasn't the song that everyone was talking about the next day, the next morning. Um, but it was cool just to call it a, yeah, a tour debut, Time Bomb, something that's been been away for a little while. And then you move on to Idea of You and, and Funny the Way It Is and Ants Marching to close the set. Yep. Um, it, it, Joe, has Ant, before we get into the encore, because I want to talk about that encore. Yep. Has Ants been something where you're still kind of like like bracing yourself? Um, I've heard uh, that's what that's the vibe that I'm getting from people is that, man, it's just not working. Yep. 
It's it's still it's still not there for me. It, it, they're just really they're really just going all in, putting all their chips on the table. That when they break out of these solos and go right back into the traditional horn part, that that's just this big this big return to the song, and that you'll just go crazy. It's just too long for that payoff. Just too too many solos, and Stefan and Carter and Dave are actually looking at each other and having fun with like counting off okay do five beats this time do do eight beats this time like they're having a little fun and doing their own thing and i don't think they're actually listening to the (laughs) solos they're they're just kind of having fun doing their own thing and i don't think they truly realize it's just a little disjointed um they've tried some different stuff and props props for trying it they got a little bit different ending to it now um i just think they could shorten it um i mean the band can still sound as good as they ever have. That yeah. could, that's a two things can be true at once, right? That can be true, and it can yeah. also be the violin is so much of what makes this band unique and a part of their core sound. That you know, you can always take members away and this and that, and the band changes, but kind of coalesces around this core identity. I still feel like the violin's part of that identity, and it's very weird not having it there. Yeah, that this, that is the definition. That, that's the definition of ants right now. Um, it so has do we not have to change our? To do, it without do we have to change our intro to the podcast? Do we have to oh, change our Ams? name? Is that a violin on it? Do we have to change the website name? <laughs> I know. It seems so weird to criticize it. but Timebomb.com? I, it's a great song. I don't want it to go away. I, you know, yes, it could get better and they could change it. But I don't want it to, like, go away. Just keep working. I, I hope they keep trying new, different stuff on it. I, I, uh, well, but then well, the surprise every time, was the encore. Yes. Well, every time we have to talk about this, uh, will they bring a violin back at some point? I mean, I think they're. They, I think they will. It's not def. It's. It's. I think they will. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I do too. And I almost it's speculation at best, right? And not to dive back into it, but but real quick hit here is that a lot of people or a few few people said that they feel like the band probably was pushing Boyd out there and saying, uh, "Get right for this year, the year off for Boyd or whatever it was, or stepping away. Go on, get better." Uh, with whatever the whatever is known at that point, whatever it's go on, improve, fix, whatever, and then come back. And I think then when that article dropped and the lawsuit and all that, they just cut them loose, and there was no plan B, probably at that point, and so just rolled with it. I think they had enough time to to implement something. Um, they had a couple months. I think they could have done it, but yeah, I mean, maybe just easier. Like, hey, let's do something a little bit different. I want to bring keys in. I think we've heard, you know that Dave wanted keys. He wanted, he felt that they could contribute to more songs. So that was his first priority was introducing keys and maybe just, Hey, too much to do keys and a violin in the same year. Let's just do this one step at a time. I mean, let's maybe. do keys. Yep. Let's do keys now and let's reevaluate. And if we want violin, let's, let's do violin there. And I think they're trying their darndest. I mean, you know, like we're going to talk about here, pig was a surprise add to the show. Uh, night one wasn't on the set list and for that one what a great encore yeah um i don't think you agree with this maybe you do i can't remember you know i think rashawn does a muted trumpet to to simulate uh the the violin yeah, the boy the, violin yeah, part the beginning yeah, yeah and i think it works it sounded it okay sounded, on the stream uh yeah. from what was it last weekend yeah that was the first time and then yep yeah then it sounded here. okay to me there yeah 
Yeah, and, I, and so I think it works. It works here, and if it works here, does that help help the case for bringing back a violin? I I don't, listen, I don't know. I, even if his parts can be manufactured or I- imitated by other instruments, it's still that instrument now is no longer freed up to do their part of it. I I uh, I still I one hundred percent think this band needs a violin to to reach full oh. potential. If that's a, yes, if that's yes, I think it would need to survive. Yeah, I think it's. I think every show has <laughs> has objective disappointment. Without, I mean, it doesn't mean it ruins the show, but I mean, they're leaving something on the table by not having a violin there every night. Right for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. But yeah, that encore. So remind me, didn't I say something about some devil as an encore song a couple weeks ago, three episodes ago or so? Well, you you said it. You you like it in the E one spot. I think is what you're saying. You wanted that. You kind of liked that yeah. back, right? Yeah. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Dave called me up because I heard the podcast. Uh, you want to hear some some devil? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for you. It's back I'll do a back little one. Do do do, and then I'm done. Seeds. But yeah, I again, if you got some devil is a really great tune, real soulful. Um, I like that in the E1 spot. That right there is fantastic. Uh, and then Pig, of course, um, did it sound any different to you from uh, Deer Creek? Not that I can remember. Um, I, I, I admittedly was pro- probably haven't listened close enough to it at the time. Um, the, the, the crowd wanted Pig. At least definitely the pit wanted Pig. There was... A mini pig that was thrown on stage. There was a, <laughs> a there was a, a, a giant pig hat um, somebody had. I think that at one point there was probably a a pig chant. Um, and the way the band came out on stage. So Dave's playing solo, some devil, and by himself, and then the whole band joins him out there. And it just seemed like they knew they were playing pig from the start because um, some of the pigs got thrown up right after some devil and stuff like that. They just went straight into pig. It wasn't like one of these things where they all circled up and kind of talked and said, let's change it. Let's add something. It just seemed like, let's do it. And like, I think they previously maybe talked about it during the encore break or something. Um, I don't think it was a very last second second ad. It looked like it was a little bit planned. Um, But it sounded good. That brings me. the crowd wanted it. So that brings me back to my touring days when I would go see six, seven shows a year. And that, that excitement of watching them stand up there and react to the crowd and you could see they're having a conversation, and and maybe something's getting changed up or added in or surprised. That 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 kind of thrill of seeing what could be possibly coming next, uh, and I remember that feeling well. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, don't drink. I mean, that's that's a song that's almost on a white list for me. Like, there's nothing they could do to ruin that song uh, in terms of. <laughs> don't in terms say of, that. I know. In terms of set list selection. Yeah. Okay. Like. It's it's almost gets a pass. Like they probably could play that every night, and I'm just like, yep, upvote. I just for whatever reason, it's just a great song. It I I've talked about this before, but in terms of social commentary, mm-hmm. um, how do you make a single about uh, about the plight of Native Americans and and basically you know your bones walked over? And it's just the message that he's saying. It's so it's so beautifully written, by the way, for for lyrics. It's not. Sorry, it's not Drunken Soldier with the contrived trite stuff where it's trying to be message, but it, it comes off as phony. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh, th- that the bridge. So as I rest my feet by this fire, man, does that grab me every single time. Um, so yeah, I love it live, and and it's a song that as good as it is on the album, it's way better live. 
in my opinion. It, it has a little bit more of a point than a lot of some of Dave's writing, and I'm not an expert on his writing, but I, I know Dave really likes to leave his songs open to interpretation, doesn't want to give the listener too narrow of a of an idea what it is, because then they less chance that they'll be able to relate. Um, and it leaves kind of songs like kind of just sometimes too open. You're like, too okay, ambiguous. it's about love. We know it's about love, or we know it's about family, or we know it's about death. It's like too big of a topic where, you know, some of these, they're a little bit more narrow and it actually helps the the lyrics. Yeah, that's just absolutely one of my favorites. And just the fact that he kind of snuck it in there in a uh, in a single, <laughs> in, in the lead single for that album is uh, really interesting. Uh, so that was uh, night one. And that leads us to night two. Well, the other thing about night one, just to say real quick, is three tour debuts. And what six songs uh, with only three tour plays? Yes, other other than the debuts. Other than debuts, so that's nine songs. Yes, that were three or less plays this entire tour. That's right. And then I mean, and then you got the five. What is it? How many? How many come tomorrow songs? Were like five come tomorrow songs. Um, so right there, you're at fourteen of the the whatever twenty songs. I mean. That's all. That's a. You're working with a good set list if that's yep. if that's what you're on for, yep. from a variety perspective. Oh, absolutely. So night two and it was a stream out. show. So you know, throw out any ideas that a stream show might negatively affect your show because night one. Let me just say, after night one happened, I said, "You're good. I'm good, and I'm actually gonna expect a pretty bad show for night two. Uh, I just named all the songs that they were gonna pretty much feel like they had to play." And I was like, night two can is not going to be that good compared to this night. There is no better position to be in than coming off with a show that satisfies you for two nights and then having no expectations for the next. Like, you know what? That's a good can, point. Yeah. It, that's fantastic. It's the best place to be. It's kind of like how I went into Come Tomorrow. In a yeah. way, at least the expectations half of that. Unfortunately, they were still fall, <laughs> they still fell short. But oh. uh, that's an, um, but yeah, I know that feeling. It's like, man, I got more than I could have hoped out of that. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, I was I was feeling like I was playing with house money a little bit. I still right. knew this is Saratoga. This is night two. There's got you got to throw 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 a little bone to to all the fans that came out here. So I knew there'd be something more, but I was like keeping my expectations right. low. Quick jump back to night one, real quick. Yeah. There has been confirmation in the YouTube chat here. Um, thanks to uh, to um, the captain Larry Boa and uh, also our own Jen Henson. That the that uh, there was a guy wearing a pig hat, and Dave pointed to him with a thumbs up, and that was the heartbreak kid, Tony B. This guy is not only he's not only <laughs> guessing those set lists and topping those charts, he's doing work for the community. He's getting pig played. <laughs> All right, what are we? What mission are we going to put him on next? <laughs> bring, a, bring a violin. Bring a violin back. Uh, heartbreak. The heartbreak kid, Tony Scree. <laughs> ah, sorry. Uh, so night two starts out and you get again and again, which I think if I'm going to hear a Come Tomorrow song to open a show, it's probably the one I want to hear. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, pretty strong tune. And then, yep. so so this is the live stream. This is the the YouTube live stream, uh, this show. So I'm watching it and I'm, I'm actually was working on DMB Hub at the same time and I have it over here in the window. And they start playing JTR and it's one of those things that I bet people who are hearing me are going to understand what I mean where it takes a few seconds for your mind to catch up to really parse what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Your, your mind's just trying to say, like, this name, this song, this song. It's trying to put it's trying to put the tail on the donkey of what song you're hearing. And finally, I, after about five seconds or so, it realizes 
this is JTR. And, and I'm like, where did this come from? Well, yeah. Your I, face. <laughs> I mean, big eyed fish, lover lay down, nothing on JTR showing up out of, and out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Complete shock. I mean, I, I've been playing this at tailgates because we've had some some rain tailgates uh, as of late. Ah. So it's a great rain song. And I wish they I wish for like a rainy show, like a Darien, like a Bristow. Play play JTR. That, that two thousand tour. Time. That two thousand tour was just incredible. Yeah, when they would do when they would play to like the to that and the crowd, like you felt like oh. so perfect. Like we got rain and it kind of ruined our party a little bit, but the band is not going to let that happen, and they are going to play something special to make up for the rain. <laughs> I can't say that's ever ha- that's happened recently to rainy shows. I yeah. don't feel like the band does something more special at a show that's raining than another show. Yeah, I mean that that might have been, in my opinion, the surprise of the tour, JTR. Coming out yep. up to this point in, in a song, the surprise of the tour, um, it is such a tease in a way because you're like more, more like yes, rotate please, keep it coming. Not eight shows in a row. Like there's been some tours where they would break out stuff like a 34, and they played it for like ten songs. Like this is this is a special song. You don't need to, you don't need to put it on blast. Just sprinkle it, and that's I hope I hope. Um, that's what happens to JTR. And I hope it's not JTR or Lover Lay Down or JTR or The Stone. I want a, so- a show with all of them. You could still put your four or five Come Tomorrow songs in there. You can do it. Um, but then, of course, you can have your cake and eat it too. JTR went right into Big Eyed Fish. They went right into Lover Lay Down. Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, right now I'm, I'm very pleased. And you got to be thinking... Pfft. I might as well go home now because it's probably only going to be downhill from here. <laughs> Could you keep up with that? I mean, let's let's be honest. That's uh, that's quite the run right there. It is. It is. Um, I knew when we didn't get a night one, a satellite, a you and me, a crash into me, we were going to get that. And so, boom, there came the satellite. Later on came the crash into me. Got to steady as we go. Just, you know, a little bit of variety, so nice. But still, we started getting into the the songs that I knew were going to have to come. You couldn't make it two nights without playing some of those songs. But well, they still... Overall for me... Stuff. Overall Bartender, for me... I got more text messages. Yeah. Yeah, you were just dropping out, so I started I got more talking, text messages. So. Go oh, yeah, ahead. Sorry. More, I got more text messages about Bartender being played than anything this tour so far even jtr which it seems i think jtr is probably more deserving of getting a lot of text messages way more um, rare than bartender but yeah bartender got it was people were like wow bartender that's awesome that returned bart would you want to take a swing at the historical rarity of bartender overall oh, it's not that rare i overall. mean it, it, i would the historical of the last couple tours no nope, nope. overall yeah overall <laughs> So is that, that, that fo- that's focuses on when it was first introduced on. That's correct. Right. And that does yeah. include so, the Dave and Tim tour from 99. Okay. I would say 30. 28.66. Very good. Oh, yeah. And close. what would you say the rarity for G- uh, JTR is? Mm, JTR. I was gonna, my first guess was twelve, but I'm gonna bump it down to nine. Eight point two eight. Joe, what are the lotto numbers tonight? <laughs> you got those? You got to read on those. 
<laughs> Very nice. Those I don't have. Uh, but here's so I was watching the bartender and um, the beginning, the baritone where you get the da 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 da. It was really weird. It sounded like they were just going da da, like. Was that was that right, or was that the stream just making it sound? No, like that's it, what they were doing. He it wasn't was, doing I, the two I, note. You didn't, thing? you didn't like it. They still they still did the da da later. Oh yeah, when they break this, into it. Yeah, but yeah. not as a, it was just a horn, like almost like a barge horn. It was. It, it was. It was like the Rangers just scored. <laughs> <laughs> and I say uh, that over the Blackhawks, Crumbo. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was cool because it again. I like same thing with um, Sledgehammer. It's like an intro, that's oh, like a build. I like that. Yeah, and the same thing. The foghorn. You're like, oh, I know what they're about to do. I know what they're about to do. This is gonna be sweet. And then, yeah. So I, I um, they had me I'm questioning though because of the weird intro this time around. What about the weird intro? Oh, just that it sounded so different. I mean, I'm like, is it bartender? Oh, and yeah. I wasn't sure, and it was so cool because, oh man, I tell I tell myself I'll be listening to the band in the car, and I'll hit something like a live show or something, and I'll get chills, and I'm like, you know, as much as I gripe, when that stops, I'll 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 give up, whatever. But it's not, it's still going this chill yeah. thing, and and when they busted into bartender on the live stream, I'm like, I just got the smile, like, oh, that feels good. It, it was a, it was a nice feeling to hear that. Oh, I almost got you. Almost gave me. Oh, I got a little little baby ones. You gave gave me a little ones. Yeah, well, um, I, that's been happening a lot to me this tour. Um, what you just described there, uh, and I know you necessarily wouldn't agree with this, but I've had that moment at a bunch of songs this tour. And I don't know if it's just because of the year off. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just miss that full band sound, and you get it live, and it's just a little bit overtakes you, and yep. you're like, whoa. That brings back. So I, I've had tons of goosebump moments. Um, these shows, like at least two a show, I usually point it out to somebody. It's an awful lot of uh, tied to nostalgia for me too. Yeah. Is that it's a it's a familiar feeling. It's an excited feeling. Tour season always has a feeling to everybody. They have you know it just feels a certain way. And um, when you get re- when you get reminded of those special summers that you've had, um, it. It's it is pretty magical. So I I, I think I know what you're talking about too. Yep. Um, and then uh, so my only problem with this show, well after that beginning, you've got bartender sprinkled in there. Out around that, other than that, I mean I liked I liked hearing out. I don't know about you. Um, you know I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Um, this is just might be an interesting fact that somebody hasn't been paying attention. But on hearing out, originally was Dave, the first couple times it was Dave along with Buddy and Tim. At SPAC, it was just um, just Dave. But the interesting fact that people may know about is Carter gets off his drum set during this song, sits behind his drum set on his platform, and meditates. I he saw gets that into picture. The med- What's that? I saw a picture of him doing that. Yeah, yeah. He gets into you know the position and, and meditates, doesn't leave, leave the stage. He just sits on his stand and meditates throughout that entire song. And then when Dave's done, he gets up and returns to his kit. Um, so pr- really crazy, really. I mean, pretty neat. Yeah, different. Um, but I don't know other... what else to make from it. it just, that's just what he's doing during here on out. He's chosen that song of all songs. I'm not sure if there's something more to it to um to sit and meditate during. Well, so you've got the run of Do You Remember Study As We Go, Jimmy and She, which got all downvotes for me. That was like the 
for my opinion, that was the dip. And if you look at the um, if you look at the show flow, that's mostly the dip part of the show as well. Um, again, sister gets all kinds of hate. Um, I like it; it's fine with me. But and that was E one, but E point five or so was uh, <laughs> was a forty quote unquote tease. Or would you say it was a forty discount, Joe? I would you call it a discount or a tease? I don't even. What is a discount? I heard all the story about the flower shirt, by the way, and I'm going to tell the story right here live. Oh my god! How did of, you hear speaking about of a this? forty? There was some kind of thing going on with forty percent or forty dollars shirt that ties in really well. <laughs> and I want you all to know that I got texts and pictures today from various parties, not named Joe M. That apparently, before one of the concerts, one of the nights in Spiritoga, our own very own B Rad was wearing a uh, a floral shirt, a Hawaiian shirt, something like that. Joe, he liked it, so he wanted he wanted to to match. So he, call, listen to this. Tell, wait, let me just tell you this story and tell me if I'm talking about Joe M or Oprah. Tell me if you can tell me the difference. <laughs> he calls a Banana Republic, right? This is 45 minutes before the tailgate. Calls a local Banana Republic and says, do you have Hawaiian shirts? And they say yes or whatever. They have three or Floral something Floral like shirts. That. Floral shirts, thank you. And he, and he says, I want you to pull them for me. I'll be right there. So everything but close the store down and let my entourage in kind of thing, right? Pull the shirts for me, and I'll be right there. He shows up. He's sending Brad's fiance pictures of himself from the dressing room. What do you think of this? What do you think of this one? How about this one? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, so when they were telling me this, I didn't believe it. I, it got corroborated by another party. I didn't believe it. So, so then... I got some rats I got to clear out here. That... And, and, so, <laughs> and <laughs> so apparently that was the um, that was how uh, how and they drove down there gets the shirt and then this was the uh, the end result. Oh, you have a photo too. You so bastard. if you're not live streaming and watching us on YouTube, you absolutely should be. So that's Thank the end goodness result. It's blurry. It's helping. Oh, it's perfect. So that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I heard it was on sale, and that really got you jazzed. Oh, you know me. I'll go anything for a sale. I mean, I, I had a floral shirt for my tailgate outfit, and then I just had a normal, you know. Um, what you went back and uh, ironed it, right? Oh yeah, I was. I, I, <laughs> yes, but you have to. It's a fresh shirt. Um, it should but, already be ironed. <laughs> you know, it has some fold marks or something like that. But I had a floral shirt for the tailgate, and then everyone was still going to wear their florals for the show, and I and I just had a button down for the show, and then oh no, Nat H who was with us fr- freaking said. I think I've seen you wear that shirt before. And I was like, are you kidding me? So literally like five minutes before we leave to the tailgate, that, that's we just hurried up and did. we pulled this off real quick. So, um, yeah, I, I, I felt I needed to join the, everyone else's florals. It wasn't just me. Tyler had florals. Some of the ladies, um, Melissa had florals, a um, whole bunch of people. So uh, I wanted to match it. So I heard that when you were checking out to buy the shirt that there was – an older gentleman. Oh my in front of god! You. you really have all the freaking details about this. And uh, apparently, he was in front of you with with the same shirt. This is probably sixty something gentleman. And uh, the cashier says, "Hey, what's what's you know what's going on? You got both. You've got the same shirt." And so the older guy speaks up before Joe, I'm going to Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he called ahead and had him lay him out for him like Oprah, Joe, Joe, Oprah. That's there it is. Oh man, Joe Pro Winfrey. 
I hate I, I got it. Um, someone's got some stuff coming toward them for sharing that story. <laughs> oh. So if you see Joe, you know what he probably did too? He probably took that price tag and tucked it up in the arm and probably returned it on the way home. I'll go get the shirt. It's it's up in my it's up in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm gonna wear that next podcast. I should actually. Please do. And make sure you rip the tag <laughs> off for real. <laughs> but okay, uh, so are you done making fun of me now? I'm sorry. I was yeah. I almost forgot about that. Uh, she did. 40, the tease, which uh, was its ninth appearance of SPAC. Um, more than any other venue. I think, what, Gorge is number two with six? Something like that. Uh, but uh, short, right? Really short? Someone called it 39 and a half. <laughs> yeah, it was very short. And the crowd was went dead silent for it. They were so like respecting the forty, waiting, Bravo. waiting. There no one, no one jumped the cheers. Like Dave starts to get quiet, and they're like, "Oh, people start cheering." No, they just kept waiting, seeing if he's just gonna tease a little, little pause, and then start going more. And then Dave just walked away, walked away from the mic, and everyone was like, "Oh." I think I saw there was an audible gasp. I don't know if I picked that up on the stream, but audible gasp, and then obviously a cheer. Better, better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Um, he's done more. He's done way more for SPAC. So we've like gotten said, like a three-minute guy at SPAC, because, right? What's that? I think we've gotten like a three-minute forty at SPAC in in past years. Yeah, yeah, and, and pretty cool. I, I still believe it's a song he doesn't even really know. He doesn't even think it's a song. Oh no, he's just, using that. He's using the iPad for lyrics big time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's and he just learns it the night before Saratoga every yeah. time and kind of plays it. And depending on how comfortable he's feeling, he he keeps going. Or he's like, oh, I'm not feeling comfortable with this. I'm bailing. I remember speaking of that. I remember the uh, the sister that we got back in Charlottesville. I don't know. It was '09 or something. One of those. One of the first years he started doing sister, and he talked about how nervous he was about playing it in front of his family and friends, basically mm. in his hometown and. Uh, that was that was a special sister for me because he did have a spot that he kind of goofed on because he was just so nervous. But it was that was a cool thing to see. That's um, cool. And maybe maybe that imparted, you know, my love for sister. Maybe maybe that helped that out a little bit. Experiencing that that version of it. Yep. And then it's spack, so there have to be the chance because I heard him. I heard him on the web stream. They went, and the set list, the, the official set list, didn't. Had two step or um, tripping? Mm-hmm. Was it tripping? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was one of the two. And sure enough, after Sister Ends, the chants just start going two step, two step, two step. So, I, I mean, what, what if they played tripping and then the fans later saw that two step was on there and, and they didn't play it? Man, Spack would feel your face. <laughs> That's right. The, when you put it on the set list, that is not private. That will get out. <laughs> Yeah, and then then you like it t- intentionally didn't choose it after they chanted like that. That would probably upset some people. So they played it. You know, if they and were it smart, was awesome. they'd have dummy set lists with nothing with twenty crap songs on it, and then they'd let that one leak out after the show. And you're like, look what they did instead. They mixed it up completely. It's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that means the band would really have to be talking about what songs because you, they pull the set list officially off the stage so that right. means the entire time they were looking at the <laughs> dummy one it's just like a it's like a, a baseball sign like i write two yeah. step but i mean dream girl <laughs> oh they really every every song had a different song code word Ooh, and then they mix it up all the time 
Well, I don't know if you mix it up. I think if we can start decoding it, that's that what I'm saying. Fun. They'd have to mix it up, so it would be it'd be next level trolling for them to pull. Oh, I want to decode it. I don't want them to mix it up too much that I can't decode it. Right. We get a little decoder ring going on. The Joder. But two step was um was fun. It was good. There there was awesome. I I mean, Carter was feeling it. Carter wanted to take this over. Uh, he wanted to take the show over a couple different times, but he definitely used it here so much so that Dave actually took one of the chairs of the security guards, you know, that sit on stage um, and watch, you know, to make sure no one jumps on the stage, took the chair, sat down in it and just watched Carter the, for for a while. And Carter had had no interest on ending his solo. I doubt it's the longest two-step Carter solo. I'm sure there's lo- the longer ones, but it was a good, good long one. Well, uh, and maybe maybe um, serendipitously answering uh, any kind of concerns about where's Carter, what's what's going on with him, and he's apparently brought it. I have never been part of that. No, Carter's brought it. No, all, I don't, all tour and yeah, and he had it. He had it um, for Spack too. So glad to hear that. And then, um, oh, so I'm glad Spack was a, a good uh, two night stand for you. Um, you and to say- get a repeat, so it wasn't part of the no repeat group. The only re- no repeat two night stand still remains only at New Hampshire and Deer Creek. Um, so SPACT is not elite enough to join that group. What was the repeat, Samurai? Yep. Okay. Would you still <laughs> SPAC and Deer Creek weekends? Um, what are you making me? What are you putting me on the spot? Rank that just just real quick. Oh. If, why do if you, you could have, only, why, really? All I'm asking, I'm not asking you to put one down. If you could only go to one two-night stand, which one would you have went to this year? And I realize oh, that ties in with God. the people too, right? So you potentially are offending a lot of fans out there if you say. I'm offending myself. Um, yeah, gosh. Five seconds. I, I go, I'd say Saratoga. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, you no, I'm just seeing a lot of emails coming in from Deer Creek uh, goers right now. Oh, jeez. The hate mail is the hate mail's all in. Just kidding. It's Matt at antsmarching.org. <laughs> all, all, all hate mail goes there, please. <laughs> um, do we even need to summarize Quebec City? Here's what I would say about Quebec City. It was another festival. And right. it's got a little setless game drama there. So, uh, the high score is 30. That's still pretty high when you're two or three songs short of your average. So they the band didn't go on until 9:30 mm-hmm. um, because of a festival time, and how many? I want to look. I don't have it right now. I'll have it later. But I'm very curious how many setlist players were conscious of that fact. And actually, we could probably just see what the average number of songs picked was, and if if that was actually lower than the other averages to the souls. I can put that up, but. Um, they didn't get a. It wasn't going to be a full show, so only 17 songs were played. When most times people are picking 21, 20, 21, maybe even 22 sometimes. So, so um, the a number of songs played were 17. Uh, the average. Um, I don't know if that shows up right here, Joe, but the average score was 10. <laughs> average picks over was 2.1, yeah. whereas um, sometimes people are. Uh, yeah, average score is ten, but yeah, average average picks over was two point one, which that over picks has not happened other than really one other show. Well, like oh, Spack no. Night other Two than, was yeah. a minus three point three average songs over, so people are underpicking by two or three songs, typically. 
Yeah, Spack Night one was one point three three songs over minus. Yeah. So, so the only other shows other than Bristow was overpicked by four point seven songs, sure. which obviously that makes sense of a shorter show. The only other one where people had that was um, Northern the Iron Night two. They were one one overpick, but they were two songs overpicked. So not dramatic as much as seventeen songs. Um, that means most people did nineteen songs. That's still pretty light. So I think some pe- I think people were conscious of the fact that it was going to be a shorter show. I, but but so only some in my opinion. In my opinion, there is. There yes, are probably a few were yes. that, a few of them that that thought it was and brought that average down, but because <clears throat> the average um, points, ten average points, that is low. Yeah, if you if you, this was not a stat difficult of a show to guess, no, um, but the high score was, was still thirty, which indicates that, um, you know, there was some penalty in you know, at, you know, overall probably a couple three songs, yeah. but, yeah. but you you I could have declared this would be a guaranteed. Radio show being in Quebec of all places. I mean, I, I couldn't. I should look up when the last time they were in Quebec was, but gonna be a radio show at a festival. Like, so sure enough, you're gonna get all the staples. Don't drink warehouse. What would you say? Satellite crash into me. Um, Gray Street ants tripping Billy so much. I mean, yes, those are all pretty much staples. But I was, I did not expect to hear see Lion in the Hands of God get played at at this show. That was a, that was a nice treat. And Sledgehammer is nice. Um, guess that maybe this shouldn't be a surprise but um that line it has was was there you want to know what was my most interesting takeaway from the show hmm. is this is all really offbeat um this is like kind of tour talk tour talk not set list talk the band used the crew used had to use i think the festival's lighting rig they oh. didn't get to use their own lighting rig and so i what the surprising part to me was is it was spot on. Like so, Fenton clearly did his work. He must have got he got the um, festival light rig specs and right. you know all the all the stuff and and put it into his programs. And he took the time to program songs for that festival's own special lighting rig, not the tour lighting rig. So he took the time to program lighting songs just for this one show of the entire tour. That's impressive to you know, me. Um, the, watching the he, videos and seeing the pictures over the course of the tour, it, it slams home if it hadn't been already. These guys are the best in the business. The crew? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, every year they, they completely change it up. It just They are on top of their game uh, every single year. It's impressive I, to watch. I could not believe that he took the time to program the love. Yeah. I'm not... An expert. I'm not an expert to know what it takes to do that, um, but it seems like a lot of work. And the fact that he did it, and it just a, it was a unique show to see from a, from a lighting perspective. They had a giant screen, like one of those huge whole back part of the stage was a screen. So they were doing visuals across it the entire show, visuals that we have not seen during these other tour dates. Were you? So it was a very unique show from a this? lighting and visual perspective. Where were you seeing this? Uh, just I, I just saw it from uh, fan posted videos. Oh, oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were happened to be there. I mean, I, I, one would forgive me if I assume that you were. <laughs> no, no. I uh, it was fan posted videos. Um, gotcha. Tried to find a periscope. There wasn't too many uh, periscopers going on uh, in Canada. Periscope um, band in Canada. But I was very surprised. Awesome job. Shout out to Fen. That's probably my biggest takeaway. From, cool. It's a radio show, but my pick, biggest biggest takeaway is. 
they 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 brought it for this festival. They didn't they didn't check it check out. So um, I said here on the agenda that we talk about Showflow Insights, but I don't want to beat it too much. Is that is that the SPAC shows are actually quite lowly rated on the Showflow, and just to kind of go back to, it's not a complete judgment of the the overall show experience and rating. It still just shows that there are a lot of songs that are getting thumbs down. You know, it, and again, we've talked about how JTR, Big Eyed Fish, Lover Daily Down. I'd love to give that plus thirty, but you can only give it plus three. So mm. it's one of those things that it, I just found it interesting that you're still getting down votes on the songs that that people don't want to hear. But um, so overall, historically, you're getting you're getting a lot of shows with a lot of negative songs in there. Um, but overall, people aren't just upvoting a song because it was played at Saratoga. They're still oh, right. they're still downvoting it regardless of where it's played. Right. It's just um, you know two of the better shows of the year. I would think anybody could objectively make that distinction, and their show flow ratings are still quite low. It's just just funny. It's, it's just another data point. And, and we've talked. Well, me and you have talked about that. I think maybe off pod. I don't know if we've talked it on pod, but. The show flow is a data, like I said, a data point, and it definitely doesn't factor in, like you just said, you can't vote a three. So it takes out the extremes. And so where we might say, oh, my gosh, they played JTR, and that made the show for me, and I was playing with house money at that point, and I yep. didn't really care what else happened. The show flow cannot factor that in. It takes out those extremes and just looks at the whole as a thumbs up, thumbs down, or neutral. Every song's impact on the show is equal. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. That's a good way to put it. Every yep. show can't over over overemphasize that uh, the other. So we've been going for like an hour and a half or an hour and five minutes, Joe. I don't know if we want to just keep on rolling. We want to talk about some DMB Hub stuff and take any yeah. more questions or stuff like that. Yeah, I like it. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Thanks for everybody for sticking with us too. By the way, um, on YouTube Live, uh, those who've been watching. Um, if uh, if you're listening, if you're watching afterwards, even if you're doing it now. Uh, we would really appreciate a uh, subscription to our uh, YouTube live channel. It's free, but just add us. You click the subscribe button wherever it is. I don't know where it is, but uh, somewhere. Just go ahead and add <laughs> us. We're going to be putting more content up here, hopefully. Um, and the more subscribers we have, the better chance we get to do. Th- I know that it unlocks features or something. There's a whole thing with YouTube. You need to have certain number of views and subscribers to be considered a streamer or something. I, I don't know what it is. but. Yeah. Anyway, follow us on YouTube. We'd, we would really appreciate a, a follow there. Yeah, if you haven't done subscribe on YouTube, big red button, subscribe. All it means is that, hey, when we post a video, it, it, you'll get it in your feed so you don't have to go searching for it. Um, so you're just notified when uh, when we post new videos. Um, and then we sh- can, are able to show to YouTube, hey, look, people care. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really glad that uh, the timing worked out for this because um, I have worked really hard on the latest version of um, DMB Hub, uh, version 195. And it just posted to the App Store today. Apple's been really good about like a day less, a day or less turnaround time, reviewing a new build and then approving it or rejecting it. And thankfully, I've not had any rejections in a long time. But a uh, new version of uh, of Hub just went up, just an updated version. But um, I think I finally have licked the bug about the live set list not updating on uh, on the the app itself. Um, I've also added in your personal shows if you. Uh, go to your shows that you've seen, and the show is streamable within the app. It shows a little music note now. It used to only show it on the when you're browsing Tour Central. In current shows, now it'll do it on your personal shows. So that shows up there, and if you can nice. stream a show you've been to. Um, let's see. Uh, I added a rarity tab to your personal songs. So if you go, you used to be able to see sorted by number of times seen, alphabetically, 
uh, view your teases, and now you can view the it's sorted by rarity. So the most rare or the the rarest songs at the top, all the way down to the common songs. And one thing I like that it does too is on the side of each song, it shows it shows the overall rarity and it shows your rarity. So um, basically, it uses the same kind of algorithms to calculate, but based on your personal tour history. So you can see if you've seen the song more frequently than the if if a fan had went front to every show from the beginning. Or you can see that, oh, that song has been played 5% of the time, but I've only seen it 2% of my time. So it gets it's, you get to see if you're, you're more frequent or less frequent. I think my rarity on Spoon is higher than most, thankfully. I've, I've seen Spoon like three or four times. And I think it's only mm. been played like, what, 15 or 20 times ever? That's pretty awesome. It is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so I did that. Jealous um, of that. If you have an Apple, uh, if you have an Apple Watch, um, already there is a DMB Hub app companion app for it where basically you can go in there and you can see the latest set list and you can tap on the songs and get the details on that song kind of like the hub app that's all I'm, and i have no interest in making a full-blown app for the watch because it's just nobody wants to sit here and manipulate their their wrist all, all day so just use the phone but yeah. what i've done what apple watch has is called complications i don't know if you can see it here on youtube but on the front uh, on the front of the screen you've got little sections so you can put modular info and and you can have different size ones. Well, basically the modular face, which I use, and it has um, a bunch of different information on it. Right in the middle, I've made one for that size, the big, it's called a modular large block. And it essentially is, if you tap it, it goes right to the app. Um, or uh, during a live show, it will update automatically with the current song being played and the number too. So it's going to say like 21.2 step. So you'll see what portion of the set they're in. And it'll say now playing. And so even if you have push notifications turned off on your phone or your phone's on do not disturb or whatever, you could just raise your wrist, take a quick glance, and it will show you right there what currently is being played. Um, so that took a it took most of Saturday actually I worked on and a lot of yesterday too. But nice, got that knocked out. So I'm excited about that. Um, I saw I saw Mr. Boa using uh, using the uh, the uh, Hub app on his iWatch during the show. So shout out for that. Very cool. Very cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that um, cell the cell networks have gotten stronger. Where being at a concert doesn't mean your phone is useless like uh, like it was so many years ago. So that's better. Um, and then the final thing we added in this version, um, you'll recall maybe last version we added three badges. We added the back to back, which is um, if you've seen a two night stand at a venue, the uh, late checkout if you've seen a three night stand at a venue, and then gone streaking, which is seeing five shows in a row within the tour. Um, somebody said they were at the Golden Gate Park show in like 2011 in San Francisco a few years back. And they were at like two shows on one side of it and two shows on the other side of it, which would be four. But that Golden Gate Park show is not considered a tour show. It was a very, it was not part of the same tour. It was like the Golden Gate benefit or something. Yeah. Therefore they did not earn the Gone Streak and Badge, even though that was five shows in a row. Oh, that's a little harsh. It's harsh. It's harsh. <laughs> but right, but I mean, look at it this way: uh, if you go to the last two shows of one tour and the first three to- tour shows of another tour, that's not that's not gone streaking, right? Especially when you yeah, that's the- not gone streaking. And it's and just you know from our perspective, you know, it's hard because sometimes Dave will play a radio show or do something else in the middle of the tour, or they go play they go play um, exactly you know Jimmy Kimball or something like that. And great, you went to the five you went to five shows in a row, but because Dave went went to did Jimmy Kimball, you that breaks up your streak. That would be pretty annoying. Yeah. So you have to know we have to factor those things in. So 
yeah, maybe there is a one-off where, you know, something like Golden Gate comes up and, yeah, maybe it is kind of a streak. Um, but we got to kind of look at it from a, a tour perspective and yep. Yep. not to rule out people's things just because Dave jumped on a radio show and played one song. Yeah, got to draw the line somewhere, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's going to benefit more people because of that than it would the other way around. And yes, Larry Boa, I'm wondering too who Jimmy Kimball is. And is that some kind of evening show? Is, it, is he a new host? <laughs> I don't know either. But yeah. What did I say? Jimmy Kimball. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to those three badges from the last version, we have seven new badges to add this time around. And we've got more in the hopper. Uh, the creative juices are turning now. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with this. So we've got seven badges new. I will take the boring ones out right off the bat. Is uh, four of them are um, number of shows. So there's uh, the big five o. So if you've been to fifty shows, you earn that, and you can earn multiple badges. You don't lose one because you move on. There's the Century Club. Uh, if you've been to a hundred shows, there is Buck Fifty. If you've been to one hundred fifty shows, and then Emeritus. If you've been to two hundred, and there are people who have been. We have quite a few ants that have been to that many and more. So there might be more coming up top. But, um, Joe, what, which one of those badges would you have? Uh, or you would have at least multiple. What's the highest one of those badges that you would have? Would you be an emeritus? my 200. Just celebrated my 200th of all. Um, five shows ago. Congratulations. Mm, something like that. Congrats. I thought Thank about you. calling the badge Get a Life, but, uh, <laughs> but I decided at the last minute to change it. <laughs> <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would that's I cool. would agree with that maybe. No, that's cool. That's very cool. Hey, I'm the one who made a badge for it, so who's the dork? <laughs> um so the other three stubs are uh I, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you guess, Joe, even though you already know. One of them is girl power. Could that be maybe you heard a show at the lovely ladies? That would exactly be what that is. Oh yes. Yep. Uh, there is Keymaster. Little Ghostbusters reference there. Uh, Keymaster. Could that be... You heard a show with The Butch Taylor? That would be it. Oh, yes. Two for two, Joe. Okay. Here's a little is there another one? You. The last one. It's called okay. Blank and Postage. This is going to be a tougher one to get because you can't get it anymore. Well, you just gave me a, gave me a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when you, like... Sent a CD in the mail with extra postage to get it returned back to you with a show on it. Or a tape, Joe. Or a tape. You millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, for those not familiar, you can't do it anymore. But You can, but it's just people probably – you'd probably have a tough time finding. I'm sorry. Yeah. As far as through Ants. Oh yes, yes in, the, sorry. in the initial in one of the original iterations of Ants, the version of the site we had a BNP feature, which basically you could go in and say, uh, "I have these shows and you know this tape and or CD, and I'm willing to make ten copies of this." And Joe, you would sign on and say, "Hey, click, click, click," and you would claim those offers basically. And that person's counter with, "Okay, now I have nine available. Now I have eight available." And then people would do the BNPs offline. Well, uh, you cannot go into uh, that that those pages are gone. They've been deprecated off the site. So what the database is in ants for how many people offered BNPs and how many slots are remaining, that's frozen in time. So what I did is I went in and I, I went and looked at people who have offered BNPs and if any of those offers were actually claimed. Yeah. That as far as I'm concerned, they they performed the BNP 
And so they get a blank and postage uh, bad, uh, stub for it, which I think is cool. That is crazy. To think about all the features we did on the site and how, how much time just that one feature was, and oh. it's not even used anymore. Not and we, and used. we've moved on from that feature. Yeah. And there was like, we had a Twitter, a feature that was Twitter before it was Twitter. Yep. With like uh, sending text messages Called to Ants a special. Live. Yeah, Ants Live. Sending the text messages to a special special Ants account. And we would we would pull all those text messages that people were sending at shows together and display Picture, them. As and the, pictures and audio clips. Yeah, that we added that. Um, obviously, the Ants Downloader. You've been sending some pictures about the Ants Downloader yeah. on Twitter recently. I think I want to do a nostalgia podcast episode one of these times. We <laughs> go back and we go to the Wayback Machine and we, we pull up the site. Think about all the time we spent on all these things, and they're they're not even used. We don't even use them anymore. Yep, I had a an iPhone compatible version of the site, where you would basically a mobile version for your phone. Yep, uh, we had mobile mobile set lists where after the show was over, it would send a text message out with shortcuts for everybody's name because you only had so many oh, characters. That's right. We fed a whole set list into a hundred and. 10 characters yep. or whatever a text message is, yep. original text message. Yep. You, would, you would basically put your phone number in and what carrier you used, and it would, it would use oh that. Oh, my gosh. I remember that the site would stream through all these people's phone numbers and just chug through. It. We would have thousands of phone numbers that people would get the set list as yep. a text message. Yep. And then we'd get people that would, e- that would send us emails. They'd be like, can you please stop the text messages? I'm getting charged a quarter for each one tonight. Can you stop that? <laughs> But we'd oh, also get goodness. people asking, I am on so-and-so weirdo regional carrier. Can you please add these guys? And, and we would. We had so many carriers. The carriers I never heard of. Yep. That thing was going out everywhere. Anyway, we could, like you said, we could probably go to a whole podcast into that. Yeah, that, that's just fun. Uh, and I still have old copies of the site, and it's just fun to kind of to scroll through every once in a while and see what we do. But you're right. I mean, so much time, we could fill a book with stuff that's no longer on the site, let alone what we're maintaining now. I have a question for you, Matt. Oh, okay. If you were going to have a badge called Mile High Club, what would that be? Did I forget that one? <laughs> well, I think it's usually when you're you're on a plane. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me whoa, check whoa, the other whoa, one whoa, here. Whoa. I Could it be Mile High? Could that be related to, like, Colorado? Like, perhaps if you've seen a show at Red Rocks? You got it. Wow. Good job. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. I didn't put that in the uh, release notes, did I? Cool. So that's... Oh, I did. That's there. You're right. It's there. Yep. So yes, we also have a badge if you've seen the show at uh, at Red Rocks, which is not common. What, they played maybe 10 shows there ever? It's funny. I recently looked up because I was, I was under the impression that Fiddlers was not as big as... Um, not much bigger than Red Rocks. And I may have even talked about this on the pod... I don't know. I'm talking about it recently. I thought it was Fiddlers, which is in Colorado where the band is playing these days. It was only a couple thousand more than Red Rocks. I'm like, just go play Red Rocks. Yeah. Who cares about an extra couple thousand tickets? But uh, indeed, I was on misinformation or in my head. How um, big Fiddlers? Fiddlers. I looked it up, but I want to say 18. Or, oh, so twi- or, like twice as large. Twice as large, yeah. yeah. I think in Red Rocks it's like seven. So I seven. Like, 14, I thought it was like so nine. But yeah. It's it's I tough still to justify. Play That's beside the point. I thought I just thought I had a little bit of a something to stand a stool to stand on to say, come on, just do it. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean that not, that yeah. back in '05 when they played what like four shows there or whatever they did three night stand and they added a fourth for uh, a hurricane benefit. Right. Um, but they only played they played three nights there not because it's like a spack or they played it because they need to sell twenty seven thousand tickets not. <laughs> 
nine. You know, it's it's right. But let me ask you this. How many consecutive nights do you think they could sell at Red Rocks? At some point, it would have to stop. Three, oh. we know four will sell out. They've done four, and I don't think there's any indication that they would not do four. If anything, there's if they ever play Red Rocks, it is going to be the most in-demand DMV ticket I have ever seen, in my experience, in my so, guess. So, I've been to Red Rocks, but but just to visit, uh, not Same. during a concert. Same. What's uh, what does the lodging around there look like? Is it is it like the Gorge? Is it more accessible? Um, is there is there infrastructure around it to to facilitate, or is it all camping? Is it an hour commute from the latest hotel? Uh, like, I don't. It wasn't an hour. Hopefully, somebody will talk to us, tell us on the chat because, here. But because the wider it, that radius becomes, the more difficult it is. Right. A ton of people go there that I know are not campers, and I don't think it's. It doesn't sound like it's a major logistical problem. I, I feel okay. like um, you can get. To the town, and I'll say thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, if I remember. It's been okay. years since I've been there. But how many shows do you think that they could do? I know that it impacts now, the decision. Let's nowadays, thirty-minute drive. Nowadays, how many, how many consecutive sellouts do you think they could pull off? I think once Rocks? you hit and, four and or five, perspective, right? I think, I think once you have hit four fish. or five, you're pushing it. Four or five. So they did uh, four back in two thousand five. That was a very different time for this band. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of like look at Fish and Madison Square Garden Baker's dozen. Yeah, because Fish can play different set lists every night. <laughs> oh, that's that's just a fact. Would they? How many songs do they play in a row without not repeating? They want like thirty. They want like oh, a whole man, tour. I just, I, I just stumbled into this. I, I should have known better that this is where this no, conversation was going to go. And I don't follow go. Fish, but I, I, I went to college in, in upstate New York, and a lot of my a lot of my friends and classmates were big Fish heads. Um, but. Uh, I think I just saw a tweet or something that said they played like the entire tour without repeating a song. Is that serious? Something like that. And I don't know, maybe someone who's listening to Fish can correct me or, or reinforce me on that. But it was something that made my eyes pop in my head. I go, wow. I mean, it'd be silly to expect something like that out of Dave. Dave Matthews was never that band, right? They were never that band. Yeah. But when you see what kind of variety could exist out there. Um, but... Uh, yeah, to to your point is, you know, they used to be able to, uh, you know, you got to be able to have variety if you're going to play four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows in a row. Hmm. So you're saying you're basing it purely, you're thinking variety will dictate how many people will go or how long they will go for. It's already made an impact. Uh This tour, you want to take a micro example of it. People are already, you know, you see that attendance is down overall and then when when these rare songs kick up you see you've seen spikes in less tickets available on Ticketmaster for upcoming shows when rare mm-hmm. stuff is introduced i think variety's got a big big impact on it it's funny you say that because we just saw some variety over this past couple weekends deer creek and spec and can we now confirm that as a result you have committed yourself to gorge oh can you can you say that verbally now on a, on a, the podcast? You are committed to going to the gorge. I will say this: I have put money down and paid for lodging for three nights at the gorge for four nights at the gorge. Four nights at the gorge, and you you have uh, we have we're in. A- oh. oh, it's too bad your your Skype chose to broke I up think right you at can that now moment. Officially say. Say, say so. Yes, I said. Uh, pick up where I just said. I said basically that I have lodging for four nights. Yep, and then you are also in in 
the plan for some tickets too. So I think at this point you are you are you can say you are going to the gorge. Well, it is entirely possible that I flip those lodging tickets for Overface. Lodging? Yeah, my my room that I've reserved, I could flip that last minute, and I could make no. some make some coin. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> yes, uh, just say it. I am going to the gorge this year. All three Woo-hoo! shows. So two years ago was it. I hit 75 shows. That was going to be it. And all things being equal, Boyd, original setless variety, how it sounds without ants, I was okay with that decision the beginning of this tour. You know? I mean, I was like, okay, I made the right choice in 16. It's like the Sounders. I've been a season ticket holder for six years. They suck this year. And guess what I did last year? Canceled my tickets because they were getting lousy. And I'm sitting there looking at this lousy team like, yeah, I made the right choice. So the first part of this tour, I was not feeling bad about leaving it at 75. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be there. I'll bring some beer. I'll bring some really good beer, too. Matt's going to the gorge. Woo! Yeah. That's the best news. And, and what do you do? You attribute to anything particular? Is uh, it just I just pressure from Joe? Is it the set lists? Is it what people? You, uh, you, um, bugging me. <laughs> That's what you attribute That's not it the to. Way put it. You are pressure from Joe, and um, my wife has never been to a Dave Matthews Band show and wants to see what so it's all ex- about. I'm so excited for her to go. Yeah. I mean, I she want I want her to see what it's all about too, yeah. um, but if she was indifferent about it, uh, it would have been me trying to convince you to say the heck with the gorge, just come out and hang for Labor Day weekend. And I know that oh. wouldn't, I know I couldn't have I know that wouldn't have worked, and and I wouldn't have been upset. You would, you would put me in a tough position. I know I wouldn't do that to you. It's it's <laughs> fine. Look look at all the people that are giving you love in the chat here. That one that that wants you to see you at the gorge. Are we renting a pontoon boat? Um, that has been in the discussions. <laughs> we do not have Captain. Oh, us. he's not coming? Captain is not coming. I'm sad now. I'm going to have to rethink Well, maybe this. he will now that you're coming. Maybe maybe more people will well, add it He just it said I won't have to worry about him sinking the boat this year. Let me tell you <laughs> something. iPhone ten is at least somewhat waterproof. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, wait. He's saying he's flying now. Maybe oh. maybe some people added just because there because there it is it. right. So you got a rare appearance by a fan. The rare songs sell more tickets. Rare fans sell more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. Maybe we'll maybe I we'll think it'll a add a lot more credibility to your stance um, going to the shows. Um, I got in a couple comments. He's got to go to a show before he can say some stuff, and th- th- there's something to be said about fair, that. So maybe. fair. Yeah, um, but at some point you got to pull the plug, right? If you've been going to shows and you're unhappy, can, you're allowed to say something and not have to keep going to shows just to keep, hold your opinion, right? So I am more excited about it now with the recent set list. Honest to goodness, I, I was for a while I was I was holding my nose. Like I know I harp on the hundred twenty five dollar thing, but it's not like one hundred twenty five dollars for a ticket is nothing. It's a significant. It's a significant amount of money. Now bring a seat, mate, and that's two fifty. You know, so it's it's not nothing. So I'm sitting there thinking, the first okay, two mindsets. The first twenty two shows of the tour, the band does not deserve my one hundred twenty five two fifty a show. They don't. 
and 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 so I was looking at Gorge off in the distance on the horizon with the in that context, and I was kind of seething over it, like in the times three context. That's the thing. It's like I want to go and hang out with my friends. I but listen, if I could go there and and party and tailgate and then skip the concerts, I'd love to. That was where I was at at that point. Um, now that they're introducing some variety, okay, Dave Matthews Band, welcome back. Like here we go. Okay, and so now I'm I'm on board. I am. I'm so excited. I hope that we keep this energy going. We have a long time until the court gets here. <laughs> yeah, so the I'm wheels can still fall off. High. We are well, going to turn Matt. Every everybody, we are going to turn Matt. I am going to start my own version of the family. Oh, uh, what would that be? Um, I don't know. What would we call this? Everything's the modern great. Fa- DMB Modern Family. <laughs> Yes, let's do that. Everything's great. <laughs> Everything's best band ever. I think somebody can I just go back to make it like to look at the extremes on the spectrum is that so someone in the chat really early on, I wasn't going to call them out because it was fair, but but the reaction was just too much and I couldn't wait. So somebody I won't name by name. They came in early on and said Spack Night 2 was the greatest set list I've ever seen. And I wasn't sure if that was a ser- if sarcastic or, you know, or serious. But if that's serious, you kind of gotta turn your eye up at it. I right? go, Dave Eyebrow. Mm-hmm. So, Larry Boa himself, a a an usher for the community. Let's put it that way. This guy <laughs> is, this guy is in emeritus, if not in stub. And he says, he asked, he says, "Is this your first tour, Brian? I mean, everybody can have an opinion, but let's not get crazy, like." Fair, fair response to that. Mm-hmm. And then he, this gentleman says to Larry Boa, not here to argue. And I didn't you know, take that. And so then Larry Boa says, what other SPAC shows have you been to, Brian? Uh, genuinely asking. Mm-hmm. The guy says, he ruined it. I'm out. Wow. Yeah. So couldn't couldn't take any. Couldn't have a conversation. It was, case, that's all. It wasn't even in, like critical. It was just in case have that a conversation. snowflake is out there. I hope you're having a good night. My goodness, total melt job by Larry Boa, the captain, just sinking everybody's ship. He just wanted to. Know, he just wanted to get some context. Tell me what shows have you been? To? I mean, if it's your it's your first show, and you say it's the best one ever. Okay, great. Okay. It's the best one ever. Yeah, yeah. It was. If you've been to 200 shows, and you say it's the best one ever. You're gonna have to give me some more meat to that that bone on, on why, why that is. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's interesting. I've, I've seen comments. It's that fun that to talk. Stuff. We're here to talk about it. Right. I mean, if we can't talk about it, what's the point? You know, there's a lot of stuff that's not perfect and happy in this world. And if, if, if you need to be on 100 all the time, that everything is magical, they're going to be very disappointed. So, uh, you and know, I hope we got a good control. balance. I mean, I'm feeling better. I hope I've come off a little better, you know, a little more positive these, this episode, because, I'm more encouraged. I, I am That's encouraged. Good. I'm cautious, right? The la- I, we've seen we've seen spikes, and we've and then we've seen lulls follow those spikes. I don't think we're there. I think I I am cautiously optimistic uh, for the remainder of this tour. I am. There's not a lot left. There's a few two night right. stands. There's the, there's the gorge. There's um, some. That's there. the depressing part, actually. Oh, the back was so depressing because I was like, man, we're we've hit the downslope. Everyone's like, this is my last show. You don't have like, oh, I have a show coming up. It, yeah. th- that's that's depressing, unfortunately. I my, my wallet wouldn't agree. 
and, yeah. and my wife probably wouldn't agree, but I am jealous of you because it, it, it hits me is that since I moved out west nine years ago, uh, I, there are not twelve shows within a six hour drive of me. Yeah. Um. The, the the East Coast, you can if you live right in the East Coast East area, you know whatever, call it the North New East. York. The North, yeah, upstate New York. I was like six hours away from uh, like eleven shows most of the years. Yep. And that, and if it was hanging out with Berner and Mendelssohn out there in Rochester, and then going to Blossom and meeting you, like you had you had your little local friends too that, mm-hmm. that you always see at every show. Yep. Uh, which, yeah. So I'm jealous of that, Joe. I was watching Saratoga, and you know the set list really didn't come into it at all. When I say I had a feeling of jealousy, I wish I was there hanging out with all you guys. That's got nothing to do with the yep. set. As I yep. just wish I could have been there hanging out with my friends and family. Yeah, if I managed this band, I would. What you just described is what I would be playing all over. I would be all about this. I would be doing warehouse ticketing, where I want groups of people to be able to sit together. Let's let's get all these people that want to haven't seen each other or want to do this. You want to hang out with Greg or whoever you know. Let them all sit together. It's going to feed this machine, feed this fire. Everyone's get to joy it together. At Deer Deer uh, Deer Creek, I sat near uppers all the way to the far side like couldn't even see half the stage just so we could have six tickets together yep yep uh, which was awesome i wouldn't trade it for anything but i wanted to be with the group and i think if we could if you could join groups when you submit your ticket request and you could say hey i made a little group and i want you know five people can make their request and, and pick them to this group and we're all going to be able to sit together but our credit cards are charged separately you know those would be amazing, and it's the te- the code and the technology to do that is so we could write it over the weekend. Monetarily, uh, what do they have to lose too? I mean, it would fe- it would be so much fun. We have the ever, yeah, yeah. You know, you could watch it with your friends. Um, I wish they, I wish that piece that we all love, what you just described, that you miss from the East Coast. I wish that we could feed that better, and that is the one thing that ants I think still can do. for this community is help connect fans that want to do those things together and um we're gonna keep doing it uh until there's a better way yeah i'm I'm gonna keep pushing with the hub and try to try to make that more personal we've got some other ideas joe was bringing up to me earlier today about tying in with your personal listening history and your your concert attendance history and tying in that more and fleshing that out too so we got a lot of stuff on the docket for the hub, and uh, we'll keep on adding shows as well. We're so glad that uh, so glad that y'all been liking it. But, uh, I think yes, that's thank you guys, all the people that say comments about the podcast or the app when I run into you at shows. Um, so many people uh, just just want to say thank you, and they run off like they don't even ha- don't even stop the chat. They're like, uh, and somebody on the streets of Saratoga, I wish I remember what they said. They said something. They, they railed. They said some comment to me. They're like. I don't want to res, but it was it was totally on your side of the argument. It was something like, blah blah blah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what Matt would be saying right now. And I was like, I will let Matt know you said that. And I can't remember what it was, but they just yelled it at me as they walked by, and I hadn't and they didn't even stop to talk. I was like, what, what so just happened? So people are essentially randomly screaming out, "Matt is correct," just at, at you. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, not, it was wrong. Um, uh, but it's, it's but I thank like you this. Guys. That, now um, I really want to be at these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keeps us motivated though so thank you uh, thank you for all the app comments thank you for all the podcast comments it really does yeah and uh, if thanks for, for joining us on uh, on YouTube if you like it please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and we'll look forward to that and we'll look forward to the next one I mean we've probably only got a we've only got a couple left until uh, Labor Day I mean 
two, three more episodes maybe, and then uh, and then it's the Gorge weekend. You get kind of excited that we might be able to do some unique stuff, um, maybe with some uh, when we're together out there. I, I am related to um, podcasts or videos Podcast, or streaming YouTube, or uh, live something. Yeah, I am. I am gonna bring it. Gonna, gonna bring the gear. Gonna bring the drone. We'll see how that Ooh. works out. Nice. Yeah. I was fun. wondering, did you have the drone last time we were at the gorge? No. I was gonna say, I was like, why didn't we use that? No, I did not. Well, that was. Uh, I did not. No, I got it at the beginning of 2017. So. That was a year off. Okay. Yeah. Darn. Well, all right. We got a new toy. All right. It's been episode 95 of the Yens Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, um, on YouTube, on Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, too. Uh, or right at AntsMarch.org. Download the DMB Hub app on iPhone for free on the iOS App Store. Thanks all again for joining. Um, Joe, thank you for taking time out of your touring schedule. And uh, we'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. DMB.